This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-450-FREE is the number, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com, unlike a lot of those talk shows out there, our site is free for you. You can enjoy it and you don't have to spend a dime to get in and enjoy all the features like the webcam and the archives and everything else that you'll find there completely free at freetalklive.com with you tonight a bit of a different crew for monday nights it's ian here with you and julia and johnson johnson sitting in for uh, mark who is uh, currently in washington dc unless something went horribly wrong that i didn't hear <laughs> about today uh, he and our pr lady and i believe carla from uh, the president of the free state project uh, took a car ride down to go to what is going to be the final debate tonight uh it's going to be seen on rt that's russia today uh rt's english feed it is going to be also worldwide via satellite and online as well at freeandequal.org so those are just some of the places that you'll be able to see this it's the final debate uh between gary johnson the libertarian party presidential candidate and jill stein the green party presidential candidate which I think that, you know, that'll probably be the the most interesting debate uh, that you'll possibly see during this entire political season. So So you say Mark drove down this time, eh? He did, yes. So, he, you know, at least there's no worry of him being uh, molested by the TSA. Correct. He has uh, has himself one of those electric slash gas hybrid car things. So he went down with that. So yeah, that's why I picked this up. That yeah, I see the uh, the metal this uh, security version of the Bill of Rights. Yes, the Bill of Rights here. Security Edition. I know you guys have mentioned this before, and I know Mark tends to take his. It's the one sort of uh, uh, act of civil disobedience kind of activism that Mark seems to uh, I be don't fond of. Think that he takes that with him. I thought to he the did. I, th- he used I thought he to, did. I, think. I thought he used Maybe to do he that. Did he once ta- he's mentioned before. it several yeah, he that has. he's done it several okay. times. I didn't it's know that he still. Sort of piece of theater that he does. <laughs> Maybe he still does it. And I just don't notice or don't am not aware of it because usually I'm being shaken down pretty hardcore <laughs> by the TSA. Cough twice. Uh, so you know, the, obviously the election. That's it is the eve of the election, meaning it will be happening tomorrow, and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be beat tomorrow for the show because I'm gonna be out all day at the polling location. You know, trying to uh, convince people to vote for me because I'm running right. for uh, for state rep here in town, which it's a libertarian. I'm a libertarian on the uh, the ballot, and here in New Hampshire, they actually spell out the word libertarian, which oh, is different. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do that down in Florida. I think there was only Lib. three letters. Yeah, it was L I B, which is very confusing right. to uh, to people. Not that people really know what libertarian means, but it's more information, and I think that's valuable. So we'll see how it goes. I don't, you know, I don't expect to win, but there's there, unlike most libertarian campaigns, I actually have a shot, and that's because there's no Republican in the race, mm-hmm. and it's two Democrats um, and me, and it's two seats. So three people running, two possible seats. In theory, I should get a decent amount of support from Republicans because they don't have a candidate. Uh, right. Independents, who knows how they'll they'll vote. And even some Democrats, there's actually a, a campaign that some Democrats are putting together to oppose one of the Democrats that's running. So there's actually Democrats opposing one of the Democrats because he's that bad. Well, like, te- he's- technically, I'm a Republican because mm-hmm. <laughs> I registered Republican to to vote for Ron I Paul think I'm a, a while Republican ago. Too. 
uh, and I just haven't changed it. I haven't bothered. So you'll get some some report some support for some, from some Republicans. <laughs> so we'll see how all that pans out. And of course, uh, there's there's actually news in uh, in the mainstream media about people and their votes and and how it is that your why it is that some people are choosing not to vote. Uh, of course, you know, on a day like this, it's inevitable that Facebook, if you're in the liberty community as uh, as we are, it's inevitable that you'll see the, I'm not voting and here's why, uh, and then all kinds of intellectual arguments about why voting is immoral or voting is wrong and voting is a waste of time and voting is all kinds of terrible things. Uh, but there's – the average person doesn't really have those reasons, you know, those thought-out reasons for not voting. No, uh, the average person today is trying to avoid spoilers for The Walking Dead. <laughs> that's a fine show, by the way. It is a fine I'm show. I've been enjoying that show. Uh, Tabitha Brown, age 29, this is according to NBCNews.com of Oregon, says she won't vote because she finds her ballot too confusing. She says, I'm just a simple girl. Dumb it down for us. <laughs> Ugh, don't say that on uh, national, or I guess it's not national, but on the news. Well, this was a national NBC okay. news report. So uh, translation, I don't know. I'm dumb. You've I mean- got to be pretty dumb to be <laughs> able to, you know, or to not be able to fill out a voting ballot. Right. Really? They're that confusing? I mean, she's 29 years old. I, I could understand if you've got dementia and <laughs> uh, you know you can barely find your way out of the your house. And somebody picks you up up in a bus and takes you to the polling location, and I can understand that kind of person having trouble voting, but they're not that maybe, confused. Maybe I think it's it Oregon. depends I don't on know. where you are, though, because yeah. I have seen some where it's just like, "What is going on on this ballot?" I have, really? and I've that, that's me. And maybe I've it's seen an it Oregon thing where it's. And I don't know if it's Oregon. I've seen one where it's like you know. Like it looks like the two candidates are the same, and it's like weird order. Like they printed it side by side, then the names are like up and down. Some some of them are are done in such a way that it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I think also if you were in a in an area where there was a lot to vote for, right. so like here there's a couple positions. Maybe she doesn't realize that you don't have to vote for the Register of Deeds and all that. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe she sees all of those options and doesn't understand that. That's for like a number of different seats, and you can you if you only want to vote for the president, you can only do that. Now, talk about a wasted vote. I mean, if you actually yeah. just go out to vote for president, that's a true waste of uh, <laughs> your time and effort. And of course, voting in an election like tomorrow is one of the more difficult elections to vote in, simply because there are a decent amount of people that will turn out. You know, if you go to a municipal election, it's usually walk in, walk out. It's no problem. But you know, at busy times tomorrow, there may be lines. Uh, you know, early morning before work, midday for lunch, after work. Uh, those are times when people will line up to go and vote. And if you're just going to line up to vote, to cast a vote for a president, I mean, that's that's a real waste. I mean, a lot of the anti-voting crowd, they've got good arguments when it comes to voting in a national election or, uh, you know, or perhaps uh, – well, we can get to their arguments here in a moment. I want to talk a little bit more about what some regular folks uh, that aren't part of the liberty movement, what are they saying about why it is they're not going to vote? In Buffalo, New York, Ryan King, who's 19, said he won't vote because he doesn't know if he's registered. He mailed in a registration form, but no one replied, so he doesn't know where to show up. Now, I wonder how common this is, uh, because I've heard that in New York City, I don't know if it was all of New York State or New York City, but somebody was telling me that they had tried to like vote, I guess, register as a Republican for the, the Ron Paul uh, primary, 
and they also never heard back from the uh, the voting office or the office of elections. But if you register as a Democrat, then you do hear back. So like there's somebody ostensibly in the back mail room who's you know not sending out oh wow confirmations to, <laughs> to people. That's probably there's probably something illegal going on there. I'm sure. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are confused by the process because it is a confusing process. I know that, you know, most states, you don't just get to walk in on voting day and register to vote. And New York's probably one of those states where you have to have a registration form in a certain number of days in advance. I'm actually very excited about the fact that New Hampshire is one of those states because I'm, I have not yet registered in the state of New Hampshire. To vote, right. So I mean, I'm just going to walk are, in tomorrow. Prepared. Right. People like you and uh, this Ryan King, you know, they're busy with their lives. They've got work that they've got to do. They've got responsibilities to take care of. And the last thing you really want to think about is, well, did I fill out the registration form within the correct number of days? Okay, I've got to mark my calendar to follow up on the registration form in case I don't hear from them. Because otherwise, you know, you fill out the voter registration form, you send it off, you think it's taken care of, but you never hear back. So then all of a sudden, it's two weeks before the election and you realize, wait a minute, I I never got a voter card or whatever, because... In a lot of states, they have voter registration cards. We don't have that here in New Hampshire. But, uh, you know, I never got anything back from the uh, Department of Elections. And then you call them up and like, oh, we're sorry. We don't have your name on the voter rolls. And then you're screwed because it's within X number of days before the election. And most states have rules that exclude you from being able to participate. Is it so? Here, I've got questions actually because I haven't voted here yet. Is it electric, electronic voting here, or is it paper? Or? It's on a piece of paper. Well, it, it kind of a like a scantron sort of thing. Okay. Um, and but it's not a scantron because you actually use a pen as opposed to a pencil. Right. It's like a big, um, it's a big thing. scantron, yeah. and yeah. then they put it into some sort of a machine. So. It's kind of hand-slash-machine-counted, I guess. Hand-voted, machine-counted. Mm-hmm. 855-450-FREE. You can take control and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. We've got years' worth of the show. All you have to do is click and download. They're yours, and they're yours free at freetalklive.com. Thanks to SACL CAI. Now, SACL CAI is a company that does collections, and they do it with respect. So if you're sick and tired of whoever it is that's handling it for you now, maybe you're handling it, hey, you didn't get into business to do collections. So let the pros take care of it and do it in a way that's going to keep your clients down the line. Uh, rather than alienating them from you. So go to SACL CAI's website. You can visit freetalklive.com. Look on the right-hand side on our banner column. SACL CAI is the top banner right there. So 855-450-FREE. More about non-voting. Why is it that people are not voting uh, tomorrow? 
and there's a kind of a mainstream media article about this. So this is not the uh, libertarian slash anarchist slash voluntarist reasons for not voting. I've got those too, uh, but I'm more interested in you know what's the average person I, I, say. I would say probably the average person just you know values their time. We'll get to that here in a moment, but to the phones first, where we've got Dallas on the line calling from Texas. Uh, Dallas, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I, I really don't want to talk about voting. I'm, I'm really over that. Ian. Um, what I called in okay. about is I, 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 I ran across a, a video uh, in the quest for immediate relief from uh, rising or increasing property taxes of Jay Noon, and uh, then I ran across one of your videos where you had gone in and delivered pizza to the tax assessor's office, and I believe you ended up paying the property tax in $5 bills? Uh, no, I paid in ones. In oh, in instance. ones. Okay. Even better. I um, think there was another time when I paid in fives, but honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> well, my question to you is, I wanted to pick your brain about it. Um, is that property, were you the registered owner as far as like a warranty deed registered in the, in the county seat? Uh, I don't know about all that stuff. I know that I bought the property, um, so like I don't know about all the paperwork. I don't really, you know, like, follow that. Like free and clear. I mean, you didn't. There was no mortgage on it or anything like that. Uh, there was uh, for a time, but there is not now. Oh I, well, I was just curious. Maybe I thought it, you might know uh, uh, are familiar with the terms color of title or color of law or. Like sure, that. I've heard of color out. of law. The, uh, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong. The idea is that someone acting under color of law is doing things that make what they're doing look as though they are lawful or legal or part of the system, but they're just totally uh, fallacious. Yes, on their face, they would appear to be legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the the reason I ask that is because uh, the the titles that are issued for property um, once you are free of your liens are only color of title. So, therefore, they, they represent nothing more than basically a piece of paper. Um, it being that time of year, tax time, uh, uh, I, I started looking into how they prove ownership. Um, you know, basically, the, the state makes a claim that you're the registered owner. But reading my, or the warranty deed that's on record down there, it never once mentions the word owner or never claims the name to be the owner of the property. I'm wondering if, if they're just waiting for someone to step up and say, okay, I claim that. I, so, I doubt it. I mean, I... <laughs> I've all of these theories about uh, <laughs> land patents and pro, you know proper deeds and all of this stuff. It doesn't really seem like anybody has anything that works. I mean, if if it were true that some of these theories worked, then someone could just do what you're suggesting and uh, you know work the system and utter the right magic words, file the right papers, and then be able to walk away from paying property taxes. But uh, try as Jay Noon might, and he has tried, and he has done the research, and he has poured over, you know, the law books. And this dude, I mean, Jay Noon is so well educated on the idea of property rights; it's you know, it's incredible. Uh, but none of it matters because ultimately they just do whatever they want to. And, and you can call that color of law, I suppose, if you want. But as far as everyone's concerned, you know, if, if they're wearing the robe and they're doing you know governmental things in governmental buildings, then they are the law. Uh, so you and I can sit here and say, well, that's illegal, but it ultimately doesn't really matter. Well, what about not necessarily claiming it's illegal, but just asking them for proof how they've determined that I'm the owner or or whatever? I mean, 
I, I support it. I know that uh, Jay Noon's dad, uh, his, I don't know if it's his real name, but he goes by Spud. And uh, I've had conversations with him as well. And he claims to have not paid property tax in Massachusetts for, I think, a couple decades. And so he's had much more success at it, uh, allegedly, than his, uh, than his own son has. And he claims that if, if they ever sent him some sort of property tax bill, he would simply send them back a letter asking for the proof of – basically for the proof of obligation that he – is somehow you know right. obligated to this and how that is, and uh, they never write back. They never answer that question. So uh, I, I think he said that at some point they just gave up trying to collect it, which is weird. Like, why wouldn't they go through the process of tax sailing his house like they did with his son? It, maybe it's just because it's a different town and they didn't want to mm. mess with it. I I don't know all of that, but uh, you know I fully support asking these bureaucrats questions. It's just that. Uh, you know, a lot of times they don't have any obligation to answer your questions. Well, I've also come to find out, Ian, that, you know, in speaking to attorneys who have, uh, you know, threatened to file suit for nonpayment, that it's a, it's, a, it's a contractual dispute. It's a civil claim. But when, when asked about proof of contract, there is none. Regarding so they, the property you know, tax, sure. Regarding the property tax, yes. And it goes right down to contracting with the school district with the county or with the emergency service i I agree with you man and if i ever get to the point where i'm so sick and tired of all this uh, governmental bs that i'm going to quit paying myself and you know the more the longer i go the more i'm more likely i am to do something like this i just wish other people were able to do it with me because it sucks doing that sort of thing alone um but uh, at some point i may just get frustrated to the point where i'm willing to try that and see what happens uh, well, brother, you're you're not alone. There are others out here that are fighting alongside, even though they're not right in your face. Well, I'm not interested in in fighting anything. I just well, you know I, I just want to live I'll free. Rephrase that. Yeah. Not fighting, but asking questions and making them accountable. Well, I don't know if you're making them accountable because, uh, again, they don't have to answer the questions. But I think that if all those people who were you know doing their thing wherever it is that they are were better publicized then that would make what they're doing more effective whether it's you know whether they've found the method that will be successful or not most people will never know about it because they're not you know they don't have their own website that they're talking about it on they don't have the youtube channel to document everything uh, they certainly don't have you know a national radio show in their backyard that can kind of talk to them about it so i'd hope that those uh, those folks would close up shop where they are and consider making a move to new hampshire as part of the free state project where uh, you know Property owners in a small group could really make a stand. I mean, I understand that if you've got a family, that that makes things even scarier. But I think that also makes things more powerful. Like if if you are a family, you know, as a family, are not paying property tax, and then the government comes and throws a family out of their house. You know, you've got the sheriff taking a, you know, seven-year-old boy from from his parents' <laughs> house. You've got that on video. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a pretty significant moment, and I yes, don't think the government wants that kind of publicity. Hey, Dallas, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Whether you want to talk property taxes, non-voting, you can take control of the airwaves. Whatever's on your mind goes. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, 
and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. One of the things you can do on our website is throw some Bitcoins in the Bitcoin tip jar. And you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to figure out how to do that. Uh, You'll get our Bitcoin address there. The most recent contribution to the Bitcoin tip jar was 0.00011 Bitcoin. (laughs) Just because you can with Bitcoin. You can divide it down really far. And if you want to learn more about Bitcoins, you really should because... They are, I think, going to be really important. I think they're already just, to me, they're pretty important because they make transferring money online really easy. And it takes out all of the uh, the middlemen. There's no more bankers. There's no more governments, no more printing presses, no, no uh, central authority of any sort standing in between you and your money. It's just you're in control. You get to send money around the world instantaneously. Uh, to whoever you want without having to go through any of the you know, traditional money gatekeepers. So you said point zero zero one one. Uh No, point zero 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 one one. Oh, wow. So that's less than a penny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tenth of a penny, actually. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so you can go to weusecoins.org to learn more about the Bitcoin. And then when you're ready to jump in, you can get your own online Bitcoin wallet from blockchain.info. They have apps for Android and jailbroken iPhones, which makes it easy for you to have your Bitcoins with you at any time. Uh, Thanks to their fancy encryption techniques, blockchain.info never has access to your money. And in fact, they can't even know how much money that you're sending or receiving. Now, I should make it clear. When you've got a a Bitcoin app on your phone, you don't actually have your Bitcoins with you. You just have the ability to send and receive Bitcoins. But you're actually – those Bitcoins are never with you. They're just in the internet. You just have uh, basically a a private key that allows you access to them. I don't know that that's necessarily accurate. I think it depends on what phone you have and what app you have. I'm pretty sure that there are probably apps that you can have – not that app necessarily, but I'm pretty sure that there are apps that you can have where you can actually have the file – on your phone that is your Bitcoin wallet. No, uh, the the Bitcoin wallet <laughs> is. And please, if somebody, can, if if I'm wrong about this, feel free to correct me uh, at eight five five four fifty free. But the Bitcoin wallet file is something that is your private key that gives you access to the bitcoins that are associated with that online. So all the bitcoins exist in the internet. In that you know the Bitcoin network is kind of spread across millions of computers all around the world. Those bitcoins are not in one place. There's no no one computer that can go down and your bitcoins disappear. You can you can copy that wallet file a bunch of times. It's not going to you know triple your right. uh, your bitcoin. Uh, so basically, that that wallet file contains the private key necessary to access bitcoins. That are yours. That's what that is. See, the interesting, the the strange thing about that conceptually is that if you lose your access, you lose the wallet file. You're screwed. Well, right. And you can still say that the coins still exist somewhere on the internet and they're floating around there. Right. But if you've lost all access to them, well, no one has access to them. They're gone. They're gone. So, but, you know, when you say that they're still out there in the internet, you know, 
how how do they really exist? Do they really exist? If no one, well, can, if a Bitcoin falls in the forest, <laughs> <laughs> they exist as much as uh, anything else online exists, right? As a series of ones and zeros and some sort of medium that's storing them somewhere. And what what you were talking about with a maybe what you meant with the wallet file was like the the blockchain itself. Uh, so there's different Bitcoin clients out there. Right. There's there's online wallets and there's uh, there there are Bitcoin programs or clients for your computer that don't actually download the full blockchain. But the standard Bitcoin client downloads the blockchain. And what that is, and I don't have a real scientifically accurate uh, picture of this, but the blockchain is all of the transactions for Bitcoin that have ever happened. Period. Right. And it's a pretty big file. It's like four gigs or three gigs or something like that. Right. Um, so when you have that information, you have all of the info about about bitcoins all on your computer. Right. So there's that. Yeah. That's what. I, but that technically, is, you that don't is what have. I, had. The I actually, at one point, I, I actually I freaked out. I'm like, why is this file getting larger and yeah. larger and larger? Because it was just growing. Like it's a I, problem. When I first started with Bitcoin, I mean, it not you know, I, I downloaded a wallet and didn't actually invest in Bitcoin. Unfortunately, a long time ago, when Bitcoins were like not worth i mean a lot and i could have made back when they bought what was it the first bitcoin (laughs) transaction was ten thousand bitcoins were paid to purchase a pizza right you know and i think i i I first heard about them when they were like maybe four dollars a piece or something Mm -hmm. like that maybe you know it wasn't it wasn't real early but it was early enough um and you know, I downloaded the wallet at, at uh, actually some of the other designers who work on the Free Talk Live website who, uh, were, you know, had said, oh, you got to do this. So I, I did it and I, I got a wallet and I got a couple, you know, like fractions of a Bitcoin or one Bitcoin mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, I just left it sitting there. And then like a year or two years later, all of a sudden I see this like several gig file on my computer. Right. And it's just constantly like doing its thing. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? And I, I had a little freak out because I'm like, why are there gigs of data for something I'm not really using at the moment? Odds are good storage but, capacity is going to outstrip the amount of oh, yeah, uh, Bitcoin, uh, that, that size of that file. But I think that is one of the, you know, the, the engineering right. solutions. And I've also since learned about all different types of all the different types of wallets that there are, and there are definitely better ones. I mean, so like at blockchain.info, you go there and exactly. you can sign up for a wallet and it's there and it doesn't take any space up on your computer. Right. And you can use it to send and receive Bitcoins. And not only that, you can send them via email to anybody, even if they don't have a Bitcoin uh, wallet, you can send Bitcoins via email. Now, they'll have to get one, I think, to cash it in. But uh, but the Facebook friends, you can send them there or to anyone's cell phone number in just about every country around the world. So you can get all that for free over at blockchain.info. Good place to get started with Bitcoins. Let's go to Mark. He's listening in Indy to, uh, I think, online. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Ian, you said um, a little while ago, I think, um, well, a couple times before on the show, are you running for office up there? I am. I'm in the race for state representative for all of Keene. Okay. You, who are you doing it to, though? Like the Republican Party? LP, the Libertarians. Or? Okay. How's it? Um, I just find that kind of, I've listened to the show for years. It's been great. But uh, I find You've... that kind of unusual, though, for you to be running for, <laughs> running for office. How do you? Uh, Why? You Why like is that unusual? Well, I just thought you can't, you know, kind of keep on voting stance. And, uh, no, not at all. I mean, I guess you maybe you haven't been listening recently or or often enough, but we've talked about voting a lot on this show, and we'll talk about it more as this show goes on tonight. Uh, but I I fully support people voting. I think that uh, I don't think voting does much on a national level, but I think that locally it absolutely can have a an important effect. Yeah, the, I'm at the same place. I'm um, yeah. People need to. 
instead of worrying about the country, they need to worry about their own towns, you know, county, state, that level. I think voting at the federal level is completely gone. You know, it's, it's a foregone conclusion, pretty much. But uh, how's the campaign been going? Oh, I don't really. I'm not really doing anything for campaigning. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, when you run for uh, for office, inevitably you will get some of the like the surveys. So, you know, the gun group will send you a survey, the uh, abortion group or whatever. There's different groups out there that will send you surveys. So I'll fill those out. Uh, and the newspaper sent a questionnaire. The local talk radio show here in town invited me on. So I got some coverage in the paper. I got some coverage on uh, you know local TV, and I got some coverage in local radio. And those gave me the opportunities to talk about the ideas of liberty, which really was the uh, the only real point to my campaign. It's just to 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 get the ideas out there. If I win, then that's cool. Um, but you know, I'm not expecting to, uh, considering I'm running as a libertarian in a Democrat town against two Democrats. But on the other hand, there are no Republicans in the race, so I'll do much better than the average libertarian. Well, and the other Democrat that's running is really not liked. So you actually have a chance. As there is a chance, yeah. In fact, that Democrat is not liked by some Democrats who are organizing to oppose him. They have printed anti-that-guy uh, flyers and will be handing those things out. And if you want to vote against him, then you'd have to vote for me in that in that race. So it, it should be interesting. I don't know if there's ever been a libertarian that has run for a local office like this as a libertarian in this area. So it should be interesting from that aspect to see how I do. But, of course, I'm also a, kind of a known a- activist in town. So will that hurt me? Will that help me? There's no way to ever really tell who votes for you and why they voted for you unless they actually tell you. So we'll tell you more, I guess, uh, on Wednesday after the election results come back in. And thanks, Mark, for the call. I appreciate it. 855-453. Yeah, I mean, I've run for uh, city council once, or I tried to. They wouldn't let me. And uh, I ran for school board earlier this year. It's Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you on the site. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up for the AMP program, and send in 5 bucks a month to the show. We'll take that in and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing uh, people to the ideas of freedom. So right now, Mark is down in Washington, D.C., and at some point, we may hear from him tonight. I know he's uh, you know probably busy. I, I was just on the phone That's with good. him earlier because I had a, a difficulty with something behind the scenes, uh, and he had to like, I gotta go, Tom Hartman's here. So you know <laughs> he's busy talking to people and schmoozing or whatever it is he's doing. But one of the things he'll be uh, doing is he's at this uh, debate uh, the free and equal debate, the third party, the final third party debate, final debate period for the whole presidential season, uh, election season. And uh, he's there repping Free Talk Live. You know, he's got his Free Talk Live uh, shirt on and 
Uh, maybe he'll get some interviews, and and who knows? Who knows what what, what kind of opportunities he'll be able to scrounge yeah, up? It should be good. But it was the Free Talk Live AMP, AMP program that sent him down there. Uh, that's you know paying for the hotel room to where he can afford right. to uh, to go and do that. Because believe it or not. You know, this isn't a multi-million-dollar radio show. Uh, I don't know if it ever will be, uh, but you know, there's not a whole lot of money doing what we do on Free Talk Live, and so that's why it's so important to connect directly with you, the listener, and have you be able to help us directly. Because you know, the old model of radio is you sell ads and then you pay everybody with selling ads, and we do have ads on this show. Uh, but the money from the AMP program is specifically earmarked to help promote Free Talk Live, help Free Talk Live become more successful. And it's been working. It's been going for uh, several years now. And so thanks to everybody who continues to AMP the show. And if you haven't yet done so, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. So we were talking about non-voting uh, in the beginning of the show. And I guess people believe I'm an advocate of non-voting. I'm not, actually. I defend the idea of voting. There are a number of people within our movement who are advocates of non-voting. Are either of you two the non-voting types? No. no I, I, well, I've got a strange stance on, on voting. I wish that there were more celebrities that would advocate non-voting. That's that's the only thing it, because it's it's very strange. It's a very uh, I have a to very keep all the celebrity odd, followers out or something. Yes, like that? I, well, no, it's yeah, exactly. I have a very ironic uh, view on voting. It's just I just think that if you're dumb enough to listen to what a celebrity has to say about voting, you know, like just Stay like home. get out the vote, you know, like yeah. rock the vote, rock the vote. <laughs> come on, kids. <laughs> Yeah, voting's cool. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't think that's ever yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I I will be out at a polling location all day tomorrow, and I guarantee you, no more than ten percent of the people showing up will be under the age of you know yeah, thirty. Well, I would say that Obama 25. was really effective at getting young people out to vote. Right? Supposedly, I, like, I, I don't know. I know people who got really got behind like the Obama campaign because he's he's one of us you know he's a young black guy yeah. not like an old white he's guy so yeah so i i'd love to see numbers on how many more young people showed up for like last year's election compared to ones previously yeah well then compare it to this year and see how many showed up again that would be interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, but, did he lose that base of support? Are young people more likely to pay attention ugh, if and Facebook realize? If Facebook is any judge of, of that, I know. They're, they're in full support. Yeah, I don't you're, know. You're it's, a lot it's, of really, yeah. it's hard to tell. I, I mean, I definitely see a lot still, but I wonder if they'll turn out this election. I mean, because it's really like, you know, oh, well, yeah, he did so much of that pro-peace stuff that he promised. Well, that's right? the question oh, is how, how many of these young Obama supporters. Uh, they don't care. It's like, how brainwashed are you? Like, you know, like he was supposed to be this Internet candidate. He's so Internet savvy mm-hmm. and he's going to do great things. You know, it's like, really? Really? Do you still believe any of it? They don't care. Is my has been my experience. All of the Obama supporters on that I see on Facebook, I Your generally friends. yeah, I, I like old friends from mm-hmm. high school and family members, yeah. cousins, like rave friends, things right. like that. Because most of my people on uh, Facebook are honestly libertarians, and so you see a lot of that, and so it's kind of funny to like it's it's an interesting perspective. If if I had to say something about it i would think that everybody in the world was a libertarian there must be so many of them because that's all i see but every like regular person that's not a libertarian on my wall i think two of my friends are in support of romney everyone else is obama Mm -hmm. they're very vocal about it 
And they, I mean, they, they don't care. I've questioned them. I usually stay out of it because, like, what's the point? I'm not going to change their mind. But every once in a while, one of them will be so obnoxious that I'll just, you know, ask a question like, so do you support, you know, bombing children, for mm. example, killing children? And, and they will not address the questions. Really? They make so many excuses. And eventually... Most of the Obama campaigners yeah. that come by the LRN.FM studios, looking for you, by the way, uh, Julia, they come by here. What? Uh, yeah, they ask for you. <laughs> Uh, you must have been registered to vote here at some point in the past, but uh, they come by looking for you. And uh, of course, I'll say you're not here, but uh, you and I, you know, normally vote similarly. So I'll uh, kind of engage them in some some nice. questions. <laughs> and all of them actually uh, will agree with my statements about killing innocent people and breaking promises and not shutting down Guantanamo Bay and uh, crushing uh, marijuana. They but all agree with it. Vote for him. <laughs> they'll all agree with it, and then they'll still make excuses, like right. you're saying. So at least I'll get an agreement well, from them. For me, it's but, taken but a while. Worse. It's yeah, it's taken a right. while to get the agreement, and then they'll say. Um, you know, like, well, whatever, compromises on the menu. And I'll say something like, well, I don't compromise with kids' lives. I'm not comfortable doing that. <laughs> right. You know, to me, that's... Well, who are you going to vote for, Romney? Yeah, exactly. It's the only other option. If, if, you don't vote for a, a vote, if you don't vote for Barack, it's a vote for Romney. Right. So I think what? for no. a lot of people, it's just really uncomfortable. Like, I mean, who wants to admit that you support that in any way yeah. with your vote or your money or whatever? I don't. You know what I mean? I, I do not support that in any way. I am forced to pay for it, but that's it. The we, are Ch- the we Are Change channel on YouTube had a really great video recently where they did one of those uh, man on the street segments and their guy, Luke, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Rudkowski, I think. Rudkowski. Rudkowski. Yeah. Uh, Luke was on the street and he was uh, asking Obama supporters what they thought of Mitt Romney's policies of blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He, he listed off these things <laughs> like the kill list and uh, NDAA and indefinite detention. It's like the Penn and Teller uh, banana, organic banana test. You know, it's like, yeah. just switch them. <laughs> and I think Howard Stern does a gig like this, too, or a skit like this. But anyway, so he asks them, what do you think of these policies that, uh, that Mitt Romney has planned? And, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible ideas. And then he tells them, well, sorry, I lied to you. Actually, all of the things I mentioned mentioned are things obama has already done and then watching the you know the deer in headlights look come across these people's faces like what have i done what what have i supported and then after the gears turn a little bit further and they have a chance to come up with something then the excuses start to come out now there's a a couple of guys that you know are intellectually honest enough to be to say wow i'm gonna look more into this um but uh the 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 real hardcore supporters to just watch the watch that happen watch that turn happen from well these are terrible ideas into let's make apologies for it right it's it was really interesting yeah. So uh, we've been talking it's about scary. It's I find it more scary than interesting. I saw that video too, and yeah. it's just it's it's very disturbing to watch because these these people. I mean, there are still these idiots that drive around with peace peace stickers on their car with an Obama sticker. Yeah. It's like really, really. So what if a robot kills someone? It's not a death, right? If you're playing a video game and killing real people, right. the separation yeah. makes it okay. You know, if a flying robot brings death from fiery death from above, suddenly it's oh, that child was not just splattered all over the place. It's just you know that's not a death because well, it's Obama. He's he's angelic. 
The funny thing is, if it was American children that were being killed, I think people would care a little bit more. But if since it's it's over there, well, you know, it was so who Anwar cares? or whatever. Like, I guess you know, he was an American citizen, right? But if if we're talking about weekly killings of American kids, like that might be something that people could get a little riled up about. But it's like way over there. We don't know those kids, so who cares? And I hope I totally didn't just mess up that name and like replace an actual like terrorist with the actual American kid that was. Because it, you know, it was an Arabic name of the mm-hmm. the kid who was an American citizen who was killed. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. It's just unbelievable. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, you know, it's interesting listening to people make their predictions for the election. Oh, Obama's going to win. Da-da-da. I think Obama's going to win. I don't know what to think. I, I don't I go don't into these elections with any kind of idea of what's going to happen because how would I possibly be able to judge that? I mean, I don't have the pulse of America. I don't talk to I will right. tell you what, though. This uh, One thing, this is my horrible, horrible... Uh, this is I, I'm such a bad person for what I'm about to say, which is that if... Romney or wins New York, I will die of laughter because the the thing is that uh, uh, Democrats don't come out during bad weather, and of course, you know New York is under the one of the worst situations of weather right now mm. in the city. Uh, so if that were to somehow turn it to the Republicans, I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. That would be interesting. Eight five five four fifty free the SACL CAI toll free line because the Upstate is more Republican, right? Right. Uh, more coming up. Hour two's next. You take control. More about voting and your calls about anything. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum vibe. It's year twenty five twenty three. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed with brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty quantumvibe.com This is Free Talk Live, hour number two. We're kicking it off. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're talking about reasons why people don't vote. Uh, According to NBC News, Tabitha Brown, who's 29, says she's a simple girl and that she finds the voting ballot too confusing. Ryan King says he won't vote because he doesn't know if he's even registered. Mailed in the registration form. Never heard back. Doesn't know where he's supposed to go to vote. Doesn't even know if he's registered. He'll just stay home for that one. We'll go through some more of their reasons here in a moment. Joining you, by the way, in the studio, it's Ian here. And Julia. And Johnson. But first, Julia, you had said that uh, you are predicting uh, Obama is right. going to win. And I'm just wondering if you want to elucidate. Sure. 
people well, on that? <clears throat> this is just my opinion. You know, it's just based on my experience, what I see online and my friends talking about it that aren't libertarians. Which is why I won't go out on that limb. Well, cause... I don't care. I, what do I have to lose? So I'm wrong. Yeah, I you're mean, not putting money right, on it. I, right. I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just my opinion. And I think most of it is based on, um, I think Republicans really shot themselves in the foot by a lot of the things they've said recently about birth control and um, abortions in the case of rape, Mm -hmm. because, you know, even like it's a totally different argument, the regular abortion argument versus the if you get raped argument. And for most women, I think to hear somebody say, if you've been raped, you need to have that baby anyway, because it's a gift from God. Like, that's pretty disturbing. So when I see a lot of comments and things on Obama, a lot of they, they will say things like, all right, women, you know, you've got you can't handle the four years of Romney because this is what the Republicans are going to do to you. And I think just the religious aspect in general is kind of not very popular these days. So that's like I said, it's just my opinion. But I I think Obama is going to win. Can I add something unpopular to the conversation? Uh Um, So I've seen this these same arguments here. A lot of people, uh, you know, attacking the Republicans based on the things that they've said about birth control, specifically the argument that. The one that's that's come out recently, it talks about, you know, women having a defensive mechanism if they're raped, they will <laughs> yes. get pregnant for some reason. I mean, but what I find interesting about the, you know, the Democrats attacking the Republicans for this, and, and again, what I'm about to say is going to be un- unpopular, and I don't want people to interpret it as racist, but ultimately there's going to be some people that just, they shut down as soon as, you know, any, any kind of... Uh, uh, statistical information re- regarding race comes up, they just shut down. So what dawned on me as a thought is that 90%, and this is an unfortunate statistic, but 90% of all rape is committed by um, African-American or Latino people of that persuasion. Now, I'm not saying that it's because they're Afri- African-American or Latino that they commit the rape. Is that rapes, all rape or the, all reported rape? Um well, if it's, if, it's t- not if they're reported. measuring it statistically, it's got to be reported. It's got to be reported. Yeah. I mean, but I, I would, I'm sure that it's it's somewhat balanced from that because I'm sure that there's probably there are probably other ways that they're able to get numbers besides just reports. But um, you know, like who's visiting a medical center? I don't know how the statistics are collected, but I'm sure that they probably try to correct for that. Mm-hmm. So, because um, a lot of rapes go unreported, right. a lot of rapes, right? Um. And so if you take that number and you take the number of people, and again, I'm, I'm some of these statistics, I, I, I remember the final number that I came up with, but I'm, I'm trying to put them together. But I believe if you take the, the percentage of African-Americans and the percentage of Latinos, what they vote for, you know, whether or not they're voting Republican or Democrat, the, the vast majority of uh, – uh, Latinos and uh, African Americans, if you add them together, the percentage that they vote for is 80% vote Democrat. So if you are taking those, so statistically, if you add those two percentages, right, you could say that potentially 85% of rapists are voting Democrat. <laughs> statistically, presuming the rapists vote, presuming the rapists vote, but Coming from what's that, the point of making that statement? The point of making that statement is to say that for the Democrats to get to start attacking Republicans for some things that have said, I think is is incredibly unfair when it's potentially likely that 
you know, the, the people who are committing rapes are probably Democrats. Well, statistically, statistically, that's all I'm saying. I think one of the biggest problems is that the people who support this, they're not really even looking into this issue themselves. I, I've seen um, Democrats also say some really awful things about birth control. And, um, you know, so it's not just the Republicans. But what goes of around course. on like Facebook, which everyone has a Facebook, right, is these really cute. At least little... a billion people in the world have Facebook accounts. Right. Yeah. So it's these really cute well, little one sentence, you know colorful meme that says paul ryan said this you know and there's no there's no uh it's not a fair argument it's just this one guy said this so and there's no looking into well how do the democrats feel like this how how, more specifically how do the democrats that i'm going to be voting for feel about this it's just a generalization like well the republicans obviously support politics right it's very bumper sticker and facebook makes it so much worse and that's and that's part of the reason why i kind of came up with that little sick theory about democrats you know being potentially most most likely to be rapists is because the, and the reason why I came up with it is because really when you think about it also and again this is I don't really think this necessarily like I'm not like oh I'm anti-democrat because I'm just as anti-republican but Democrats and specifically you know democratic socialists they have a philosophy of taking what they want hmm. what is rape you know there it <laughs> To, for them I'm to, pretty like, sure Republicans rapists. have that philosophy, too. Sure, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Anybody who's believing in taxes, I mean, they just want to take what they want for different reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, for them specifically to act... What I don't like is is the Democrats being up on a high horse, you know, and liberals and Democrats being up on a high horse. And that's just I like to take the opportunity to, you know, knock them off of it with, you know, some facts. Like, I you have to agree 100 percent is that to me, the main difference between Republicans and Democrats, as far as I see them talking about themselves online, is that the Democrats seem to believe that they are so much better like and the Republicans, they're not vocal about that, uh, not in the same way. I, I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily. It's agree. just what yeah, I see. I just think that Republicans are not necessarily as open about it. It's 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 more of a, you know, like a, a given for them. You know, like a oh, it's a we're we're following our moral goodness, right? But you with know? the Democrats, I saw so many posts on Facebook that say things like, "I don't even understand how you could not." vote for obama like what is wrong with you do you have a brain that kind right, of there is a lot of that amongst some of the more uh feet democrats i just always think of the blatantly elitist and i'm not saying <laughs> right. that the parties are actually any different but the way that they portray themselves at least on my internet is you know we're so much, we're smarter. So much smarter we're yeah. so much more elite you know and it kind of i guess I'm a little biased because my dad was this way. Well, right. And a lot of them are probably better, you know, educated. That doesn't mean they're smarter, but that, you know, they've been through the system and that usually does tend to turn out socialists. So uh, that's where your dad comes from, right? Right. He comes from academia. Cloth. Yes. So that's just my, my internet, you know, what I see. Right. And that's why, you know, I don't, I, 
I see, like you said, mostly liberty stuff online, and I've got some friends that post Republican things and some pre- friends that post Democrat things. So I kind of see a mix of the, you know, they're both ridiculous. I mean, both of their posts are ludicrous. Uh, so I see a mix of that, but I'm not going to go out on a limb and, and make a prediction. I mean, if you want, maybe there are some things you could look at, like in the past, okay, well, America hasn't actually had a one term president since George Bush the first. It's been that long. You know, Clinton got two terms, George Bush uh, got two terms, and Maybe they'll do the same thing with Obama, or maybe this is one of those one-term presidents where everybody thinks it's going to be him. And and, it, and if you're one of those people that believes in the conspiracy that they're just puppets and that uh, they're controlled at the top by you know the Bilderberg Group or whoever, then maybe you could you know conspiracize various different uh, or theorize various different things like well you know the uh, elites at the top just threw uh, threw people a bone by giving them a black president now they're going to go back to white guys uh, from here on out I mean it could be some sort of you know ridiculous well theory Ian, like the, that. the Rothschilds own sixty percent of Goldman Sachs so whichever one wins that's the outcome they're going to control the entire world let me tell you I like the uh, Onion article that says that Herman Cain has unsuspended his campaign in the remaining you know the remaining days to re the race. The He's going to win it all, Herman Kang. The last three days. 855-453. Why do people not vote, though? We still have a little bit more to tell you about some interesting numbers and uh, personal stories. You can also share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want here. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You can actually enjoy uh, various different things. The news updates are there for you. You can sign up, uh, follow us via email. You can also follow via Twitter and Facebook. And I have to apologize because I've totally dropped the ball and I have not hooted anything tonight, so I, I need to do that. Uh, but uh, we're generally pretty good about hooting uh, multiple times, meaning posting both Twitter and Facebook multiple times throughout the show. You'll get observations, show prep, things like that, questions that we'll ask you. Uh, like on uh, Saturday night, we had Vermin Supreme on the show. We took questions for Vermin on Facebook and it was actually and, and on Twitter. So we actually had more response via social networking than we actually had people picking up the phone to call into the show. And I guess that kind of makes sense because it's easier to just take a quick question off of Twitter or Facebook rather than having to bring somebody on the air and say hello to them and then, you know, have them ask their question, have it answered and then say goodbye to them. So it actually kind of saves time that way. I really considered calling in that night and ask to ask him how he resolves temporal paradoxes. You should have. I, I was actually disappointed that nobody called in with a question for Vermin Supreme. Nobody? Really? I didn't There was one guy who called on in who hung up the phone uh, before we were able to get, like, we tried to take him and he hung up right then. And he was actually calling because he didn't like Vermin or he was mad at us or something uh, like that. Um, so nobody came, called with, like, a nice creative question for Vermin. On a Saturday? Yeah, it was it was amazing, and that doesn't mean that no one's listening. It just means that you know everybody's enjoying the interview so much they just didn't want to call in. I mean, that's, that was that's me. I, I was sitting there. I was yeah. listening. And- I mean, he is that good. Yeah. I it's, I think it was one of the best interviews we've done on Free Talk Live. 
just because he's that entertaining. Right. He's, like, he's that, that good of an Im- improviser. Uh, so... Anyway, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for emailed updates. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, all through that link, news.freetalklive.com. And also want to remind you, if you want to get your hands on some Bitcoins, well, your digital hands, that is, you can go to bitinstant.com. And BitInstant makes it easy for you to use cash to turn cash into Bitcoins. And you can go to, again, bitinstant.com. It's a great service. I've used it multiple times. I know, Julia, you have used it yes, as well. Yes, I am a fan. So uh, check it out, bitinstant.com. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. We've been talking uh, on and off kind of about voting. That led into other subjects about you know who's going to win the election, predicting these things. It's to, If you ask me, it's unpredictable. Uh, there's no way to make a you know decision in advance as to what is going to happen. There are so many different factors that come into play. I mean, these polling companies try to ask people questions about who's going to win, but ultimately they're flawed as well. In fact, I uh, got a call from a polling company today. This was the first call I've gotten that actually allowed me to choose other as an option and did not try to trick me out with another question. So one time, usually they don't even include any any other options. You're going to vote for Mitt Romney or you're going to vote for Barack Obama, and those are the only two choices on these phone polls. One time they gave me the choice, uh, Romney, Obama, or other, and if you pressed other, then they came back with a question of, well, if you were, you know, if you had to choose between the first two, which would it be? So they were trying to force me into a choice between the two, and I just, you know, hung up the phone. I was not right. going to answer that question. Today was the only survey where they accepted the answer of others and did not ask any further questions. Hmm. Now, it didn't give me any other real choices like Gary Johnson or right. uh, you know any of the other candidates, but at least I got to pick others and had them accept that choice. You know, I finished the survey, the only survey that I actually yeah. was able to finish. It's funny. I've had a couple of those survey people call me and ask. They, you know, On your the, cell phone? Uh, They've been calling no, my cell phone. No, I actually have phone. a landline. I have a landline, so uh-huh. they, they've been calling that, that number. And, and um, they were asking, you know, the, the, one of the first questions they asked is, are you registered to vote at this address? And so I haven't registered to vote at that address yet. So mm-hmm. I'd say, yes, I'm a registered voter, but I'm not registered to vote yet at this address. And universally, they've hung up. It's like, wow. Uh, I guess you don't know how New Hampshire politics work. <laughs> You're getting calls on your cell phone? I've been left messages on my cell phone. From By polling pol- companies? I think I got uh, one. Yeah, I got one. And then for like a number of them from uh, just various political things. I mean, I don't even listen to them. I just delete them right away. But hmm. I, that's so irritating. They didn't used to... Be yeah, I wonder where they got your number from. Number, yeah, because I, I mean, they haven't called me on my cell phone. So, right. Well, let's get back to the story here from NBC News, which kind of been uh, picking at it throughout the show here tonight, as far as why people don't vote. Uh, Bronx woman named Layla, who is staying at a shelter, isn't voting because she thought she needed a state ID, which she can't afford. When she learned she didn't need an ID, it was too late for her to register. And uh, once again, that comes back to the conversation we were having before about how in a lot of states they've got limits. And I think it was in Florida, I think it was 90 days. And I mean, that was a decade ago, so I don't know if they've changed it since then. But man, if you decided if you decided late on that you got excited by some can- candidate's uh, presidential campaign, for instance, like the Libertarian or the Green Party, these two candidates weren't really in the race until the summertime and you were, you know, you never hear about them in the mainstream media anyway, but every now and then they'll make an appearance. Something will happen. They'll break into the mainstream news to some extent. So if somebody's 
watching the presidential uh, election and they're just sick and tired of Republicans and Democrats and it's, you know, it's September and they've not seen anything that's exciting to them. And then all of a sudden they see a Gary Johnson zombie ad and they just are shocked to the core that there's even a third choice. Mm-hmm. They look into it. They are excited by, you know, the libertarian or by, Green, you know, Jill Stein from the Green Party. Uh, they're excited by this candidate. They go in to register to vote. Oh, we're sorry. You can't register if it's 60 days within the election. <laughs> I mean, that's a real disappointing moment, right? Yeah. Like somebody who had actually gotten excited about a candidate is now unable to participate. Those right. policies really encourage the team mentality and the team voting. The policies of having to wait? Uh, uh, or, all or- kinds of, like the voter registration policies. Now in New Hampshire, it's mm-hmm. a little easier um, but I, I think a lot of states have really restrictive voting policies where you have to wait, for example, 60 days or something. And so if it, like the registered Democrats are always registered Democrat and the registered Republicans are always registered Republican. But for the rest of us, um, you know, it's an issue. Well, I remember when I registered to vote in Florida at one point. The woman who was doing the registration, I actually went into the you know office of elections and, and they filled the form out for me. Uh, she was really pushing the Republicans and Democrats and was like trying to talk me out of registering as a libertarian because yeah. in Florida you could actually choose libertarian as uh, to be registered as. You cannot do that in New Hampshire because New Hampshire has ridiculous uh, ballot access restrictions, which are another matter. Political pundits say, according to NBC News, that undecided voters will determine the election, but little is said about people like – the folks we've been talking about who aren't voting since the 1960s voter turnout has steadily declined in the United States, which already ranks near the bottom among among established democracies. In 2008, 64% of voting age citizens voted in the U.S., compared with 93% in Chile, 86% in Germany, and 74% in Canada. NBC News recently asked readers via Twitter, Facebook, and through NBCNews.com to tell us why they won't cast their ballots. Their responses paralleled those from a 2008 survey by the U.S. Census Bureau. They don't like their choices. They're busy. Or they're not interested. So those are the three top responses from folks as to why it is they're not voting. One, they don't like their choices. But then yeah. again, most of them think they only have two choices. Right. Well, I mean, even if the, even with the, the third choice, which is it's fairly unlikely to win, I think in either, either case, it's because the two main choices are so bad, I think most people just don't care. Don't bother. You know, like, if they, even if they know about the third choices. But I, you know, I would be interested in seeing a... a ideas kind of a third party penetration poll to see how many people are even aware that there is a green party or a libertarian party out there 855-450-FREE do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally free talk live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two xm channels ftl's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to talkers magazine's heavy hundred list the hundred most important radio programs in the country we can do ad packages for you from as little as five hundred dollars a month on up to three thousand i'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget contact me mark at mark at freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. 
with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. And Julia. And Johnson. And uh, once again, over at freetalklive.com, we got a lot of stuff that we give to you there. Listening options are included. We've got the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of our stream, which means you can listen on pretty much any internet connection. Uh, those are free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can get a list of over 110 radio stations that air the show at various times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all week long. And our free-to-air KU Band satellite channel is available to you as well. There's also our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com and you can learn more there. Now, are you tired of uh, general preparedness and survival advice with no reason or context behind it? Do you think that the single scenario focus of the survivalists on television shows is silly? With all the fear hyping, do you sometimes wonder about the reality of historical and potential disaster situations? Well, there is a book that can help you. It's called Strategic Survival. StrategicSurvival.com is where you can get a copy of it and learn more. It's going to help you understand what might happen, how it might affect you and those you care about, and what it is that you can do about it. The book is chock full of information, and it's got other references that will make it so you can take simple action to prepare and turn fear and worry into confidence and peace. It covers budgeting and schedule-friendly solutions, ranging from equipment and improvisation ideas that you can carry with you to more permanent survival infrastructure. It includes recommendations for training and more. Go to strategicsurvival.com to order your copy. As we go to the phones here, Anthony is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Anthony. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to uh, get the word out there. I'm, I'm from New York, actually, in one of... Um I think it might be one of the only Republican like areas or like conservative areas of New York. So naturally, everybody around here is trying to defeat Obama. But um, I've been a registered Republican for a little over a year now. I'm, and I'm actually uh, I actually changed my Republican affiliation to Libertarian today, which actually took me a little while to do that. But I decided that I didn't really think it was even worth being part of the Republican Party anymore. It doesn't seem like there's any way to get a hold of that and even change it on even the local level. So, so you don't feel like the uh, the Ron Paul people that are trying to take over the Republican Party from the inside are really getting traction or and or have a even a, a chance? Not really. I actually, uh, when I went to vote, I actually I, I voted in the primary, and I had asked the people in the polling station like because. I didn't know how they chose the delegates for the state because they're supposed to hold a vote. People are supposed to be appointed and they don't tell you how it's done, like who appoints the people who are in the vote or who votes on it even. And I asked them, they had no idea. They sent me over to the guy who was representing the uh, board of election. And I asked him, he told me to uh, call the board of election, called them. They didn't have any idea. And they told me to call the Republican party. So I called them. That person had no idea what they were talking about. And then they told me that they would find out the correct information and call me back. No one ever got back to me. Uh, of course. <laughs> so typical. Yeah. I mean, these government bureaucrats barely know how uh, what their own jobs are supposed to be doing. Uh, they're, they're so clueless in a lot of ways about their own system. I'm curious where really roundabouts are you at in New York? Because you said you, were, you thought you were in one of the only areas of New York that's Republican. 
I'm sorry, what was that? I'm curious as to where you're at in New York, because you said you thought you were in one of the few areas of New York that you thought was primarily Republican. Yeah, I'm like an hour up from New York City. Okay. So just straight so, upstate from there. It's, no. it's in Putnam County, but it's it's unbelievable like how people don't even... First of all, don't even know their options or know how anything works. And people who are even doing it don't even know what's going on. Yep. You have people who call you and ask you about surveys over here who don't even know Gary Johnson in the presidential election. Of course. It's not their job to know that. They're just uh, working in a phone boiler room. They're given a script and they're told to uh, to call. I mean, again, you look at some of these uh, man-on-the-street segments where people are proposing opposite uh, policies from what the presidential candidates are actually proposing, and people believe it. I mean, people yeah, I just don't – they just don't know much at all about what's going on around them. And I, it's okay. I don't blame them. I mean, everybody's busy with their own lives. Who, who, can, who can have the time to actually do whatever due diligence would be required to learn about all the various different candidates? Candidates. I mean, it's it's hard enough to know who's. I, I mean, I can't tell you who the candidates for Senate are right now in New Hampshire. Me neither. Can, can you? I no? know what you mean, but at, at the same time, it's just like these people are so focused on defeating Obama. But it's like, what is the point of defeating big government for big government? They don't. They don't even look into it that far to realize that they're putting the same institution in, and we've had it for years, and people are just defeating. One shitty president, oh, excuse me, one crappy president over another for yeah. forever. But people don't you know, know they can do anything differently. And I thank you, by the way, Anthony, for the call tonight. That you know, people that that are as frustrated as you are, that are aware of how bad things are and how the choices are terrible, don't know what else they can do. You know, they've been taught that this is how you change things. You vote. Or run for office yourself. <laughs> and uh, it's just not feasible in most places, as he found out. I mean, these Republican uh, Ron Paul folks have been trying to change their party from the inside. And then they found out that the Republicans will break their own rules in order to prevent that from happening. So, I mean, we saw the instances where they turn people's microphones off at the uh, the Republican state conventions and just flagrantly violated their own rules about how to run the conventions and, you know, called the police on the Ron Paul people and had uh, Ron Paul supporters arrested and shut them physically out from the rooms. I mean, there's the, this is an established power structure, yeah. and they're not just going to let you come in and vote it away. You know, what American American politics kind of reminds me of is it's you know those kinetic desk sculptures that have like the six balls that are like hanging on the little thing, and you, you lift up the one and it ticks back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That's just basically. I, I mean, when I think of our our political system, that's just basically right. what comes to mind. It's just <laughs> tick tock tick. Talk, tick, you know, it's just what's being accomplished? Nothing. It's just the same garbage and it's really boring. What do you know what the percentage of, of citizens or people in America who vote are is currently? Do you know mm, what that is? I'd have to I'd have to look to get you a more accurate number. The, the statistic in this story was that it went I think it was two thousand eight uh, was sixty four percent? Let me just double check this. That's how many vote? Two, no, no, no. Uh, Don't six, vote. Si, no. In two thousand eight, sixty four percent of voting age citizens voted. So, okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I, I was just curious. I had always heard it was around fifty percent, and I had Th- never fifty percent of voting age citizens. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that was just an, an average that I'd always heard. Because there's different. No, I'd never looked into it. That's different very ways high. You, I thought it was. I thought we, you know, that that it was like sixty four percent of registered voters came out to vote. That's what election. I thought it was. That's why yeah, I'm surprised to hear that yeah. that number. I wonder what percentage of voting age citizens are registered. Citizen, well, yeah, yeah. What what percentage of voting age citizens are registered, and what percentage of those voted in the last election? Because if it's sixty four percent of all voting age citizens voted, mm-hmm. then what percentage of registered voters voted in the last election? It must have been very high, like 90-something percent, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah. Good questions. If you know more, feel free to clear it up for us at 855-450-FREE. That takes us back to the story here from NBC News about why people don't vote. Broken down, the least likely voters have the lowest level of education, according to surveys. In fact, the most pronounced voting gap in 2008 was not between young and senior but between those without a high school degree and those with advanced degrees. They say here that uh, people who do not have high school degrees, 39% of them vote, while those with advanced degrees, 83% of them vote. Uh, The wealthier are more likely voters as well. 52% of those whose annual family income is less than $20,000 voted, versus 80% among those whose families bring in more than $100,000. Of course, it could be because... Low-income people have more trouble taking time off from work, which is a very realistic possibility as to why it's that way. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here, and if you're not voting, maybe you want to tell us why. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-453. That's the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. Hey, if you enjoy this radio program, you can do something about it. You can shop with Free Talk Live. It is the holiday buying season. You probably already have things that you want to get for your loved ones, coworkers, whomever. Uh, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazons there, different Amazons, one for the U.S., one for the U.K., another for Canada. Click into the right Amazon for you and then just get your shopping taken care of. Uh, you'll get the stuff that you're looking for. You'll get a great deal because it's Amazon and you don't have to pay for you know huge box, big box store overhead. Uh, so they pass the savings on. You get the uh, the great reviews that they have on a lot of their uh, their products. It's the same Amazon experience. You're just entering through Free Talk Live's affiliate links, and you can do that over at shop.freetalklive.com. Once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. I always think it should be made clear, and I, you know you you've, you rarely ever say this about that, but that it's no cost to them when they go to shop.freetalklive.com. Except for the extra moment that it takes to go to shop.freetalklive.com. Right, it's just, yeah, that's the only cost. I mean, it's it, it, it doesn't, you know... It doesn't cost you anything to do that, and yeah. you know it's, it really benefits Free Talk Live, and they don't 
it doesn't cost them a dime. I'm sorry if I have not made that clear. I mean, I think I th- you used to, but you don't as much anymore. Right. Okay. I usually will say something like, it's the same great prices that right. you used to. Well, yeah, but I don't know if that's... Well, maybe. That seems like it might imply it, but I don't know that that's clear enough. Because if they think, you know, it's like, oh, well, what's the cost? I think most people would think, well, if it's benefiting you, then what's the cost to me? And if there's no cost to them, you know, it's just- No, we get a cut of the sale. I mean, that's it. That's And that's the confusing confusing expression you used to use a lot more. We get a cut of the sale. Well, who's cut? Only Amazon's cut, not- you know, it's not going to be any more. I guess pricey. This, what I would have thought would have been that if somebody was was talking about this kind of affiliate program, that it might raise the prices or something like that. Which is why I say the same great prices that right. you're used to. Uh, no cost to you. I mean that that's true. It's right. not an extra cost at no extra cost, perhaps. Right. Uh, no extra cost. Yeah. yeah. So eight five five four fifty free, and if you want to, you can bookmark the Amazon link. So when you go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can click the Amazon that you want to go to, and you're probably going to go back to that one in the future. You can save yourself from having to go to shop.freetalklive.com by bo- simply bookmarking that that Amazon link, and then you can just go straight to your bookmarks. Right. And then there's really no cost at that point. Uh, so we'll continue here. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind here. Marie is on the line listening in Florida, and Marie, you're on Free Talk Live. Where are you, in Bradenton? Yes, sir. Hey, Marie. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, it's the ballot, the wording. I mean, even though I read English pretty well and try to interpret it, sometimes I feel like you have to be a lawyer to figure it out. Now, when you're saying the wording, are you talking about with the like the uh, the state initiatives that they have on there? Yeah, the initiatives. Those can absolutely be obtuse. I agree completely. Because a lot of it, the legal wording is opposite of what you might think it is, and you'd have to look up every legal term. That's a if great point. More, if, if, they, if they simplified it in layman's language, which most of us are blue-collar workers, we would probably not vote on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I, I get you, and I agree. I find most of those initiatives to be just flummoxing, and that's because, as you pointed out, they are written in legalese, uh, and that that is essentially another language that resembles English, but is actually, in point of fact, not English, because they can redefine words, and it's made confusing for the reason to confuse the average person. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I share your concerns. And the really one. despicable thing is that a lot of the times some of them are written specifically to seem to imply the opposite of what they actually mean, you know, and, and that's that's when it gets to be really sort of unethical on the part of some of these politicians is when they write their laws so that it appears to be supporting the opposite of what it's actually supporting. Mm-hmm. So who writes them? Is it the politician that in, um, imposes the law or? Some kind or of it aid. Would defend, it would depend. It's their legal counsel uh, it, it, their, their, their attorneys, I believe. If we're talking about initiatives to amend the Constitution, which is what it is in Florida, yeah. that's what happens there, uh, then generally those are written by whatever interest group is looking to put forth that initiative. And so they would have their lawyers probably drafted up. Uh, so typically it's the people that are putting forth the initiative that get to do the wording, not necessarily the politicians themselves. Uh, but then again, I don't know what all the different state procedures are and, and what kind of revisions they would be subject to and, and who's in charge of all that. But Marie, I agree completely. Anything else you want to share tonight? I think personally they should do away with the electoral college because it's a waste of money. Let's just do away with the whole federal government. How about that? 
Oh, I don't want to go to that extreme. Why not? I don't feel like getting tracked. <laughs> you, you don't feel like getting tracked, meaning you don't want to say to get rid of the federal government because you're worried they're going to do something to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see. But if they didn't theory. know who you were, and they don't, right, because they don't know who Marie is in, in Bradenton. You're probably not the only Marie in Bradenton, Florida. There's, what, about 250,000 oh, no, people? No. Living. So but No, it's just the so, way they, I mean, initially, if they, they studied history, or we most of us should study history, it was only one unit for the people, by the people. I don't feel like what they're doing today is for the people, by the people. Maria, if you could, uh, without the federal government being able to track you, if you knew that they couldn't track you and you could uh, press a button tomorrow and get rid of uh, Washington, D.C., you know, without hurting anyone, would you do it? Oh, I'd clean house, yes. Would you put anyone back in or would you get rid of it entirely? Um, I would just... How would I put this? Um, keep the good ones, good, honest ones in, if there are any. Yeah, I don't think there are. <laughs> and have one single, like, in the beginning, you know, the, the guys that originally wrote the Constitution, have it was one set party. You know, one set group of people. I, I don't know what you okay. mean when you say it was one set group of people. That That's confusing to me. I think people well, disagreed right out the gate. In the beginning, I don't believe that there was two separate parties. There were. There were the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. There were two groups. that They weren't necessarily political parties, but two groups, two interest groups, right. uh, so to speak, that were right. behind but, writing the Constitution. So there were, pe- there were people that were disagreeing right from the, uh, the get-go. So anything else, I think, might be some sort of mythology that's been passed around. But I thank you for the call tonight, Maria. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. I wish people would let go of the idea that you can find the right people for Washington, D.C. Mm. Because... It's power, man, and power corrupts. Right. We just need the principle of non-initiation of aggressive you know, force. But even with that principle, it'll still corrupt people. The power will sure. still get to people. Well, so the just get rid of it. Well, the thing is, can you actually think of any besides maybe Ron Paul and, you know, can you think of no. any politicians who are, are known for being honest? <laughs> no. No. And, and anybody that would seek those seats would be likely already corrupt or more likely to be subjected to corruption simply because of the nature of power and and what it attracts. So just give up on the fantasy of changing D.C. to your liking because, one, it's not going to happen. No one is going to put you in charge of selecting who those people are. Uh, And, two, you can't change the system through the, you know, the federal system at least, through the established means because the good old boys are way too established. Mm. And they're not going to put themselves in jeopardy and their power in jeopardy. So the only real legitimate solution to me is to get rid of it. And one man who may have a, a, some comments on that is our very own Derek J on the line. Oh, wait, this this may not be Derek J. I apologize. Who is this? <laughs> Someone named Derek. Yeah, my name is Derek G. Derek G. I apologize. <laughs> Derek G. I just realized, wait, this Derek J is not in Washington, D.C. Where are you calling from? New York? Uh, yeah, I'm up in Upper Westchester, New York. Go ahead with your thoughts, Derek. In a blackout right now. So, uh, oh, really? Still? Ugh. Seven days. But, uh, yeah, I called in because I don't vote. I haven't voted since Ross Perot days. You know? Mm. There's no there's no point. It's like what George Carlin says. 
if you vote, then you're responsible for every. If you voted for Barack Obama last time in 2008, then you're responsible for everything that's happened that he's done. You can't complain about it. Now. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't think it's fair to say that to people because some Why? people vote for what they perceive to be the lesser of two evils. And a lot of people vote for Barack Obama because he's not Mitt Romney. And a lot of people vote for Mitt Romney because he's not Barack Obama. That's not right, necessarily that's not, an endorsement for, of their policies. But I don't see it as a logical solution either. Oh, it's not good. I mean, voting for right. one of those two people is not going to do anyone any good because they really aren't that different, and uh, and they're both going to rule over people's lives. I'll tell you what, if you want to hang on tell us more of your thoughts, you're welcome to do that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Hour number three is on the way. Coming up, those tests that you take at uh, the workplace before you actually end up getting hired, there are those personality tests, and Johnson's going to tell us maybe things you didn't know about those. Yep. Uh, 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. More coming up. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. Election Day is fast approaching. As Americans, we're looking to vote in a new batch of Washington's best, brightest, and morally bankrupt flim-flam artists that money can buy. These irresponsible, unaccountable politicians will try to convince us that red is more fashionable than blue, or that blue is superior to red. These hucksters all want us to know that it's okay to bend over for their big business friends. In our hearts, we all know that no matter what color we choose, we're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. The staff at Vava Voom says let's get screwed in style. From naughty to nice, Vava Voom has all the top brands of adult novelties, DVDs, sexy lingerie, and supplements that will help keep your bedroom heated these cold winter nights. Let Vava Voom help you get your kink on. Prefer to shop naked? Oh, yeah. Fulfill even your naughtiest fantasies online at shopvavavoom.com. That's shopvavavoom.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in studio, it is Ian. And Julia. And Johnson. All right. Uh, we're going to get back into your phone calls here. If we get a chance, Johnson, you're going to tell us about those tests that you take before sure. you get a job, the personality exams and such. Uh, you've got some information on that. But uh, folks want to talk about voting here. We've got a bunch of people waiting patiently. So if you're on the line, we will get to you. 855-453. What kind of stuff? started the whole conversation was, well, obviously there's an election tomorrow, but the uh, NBC News was doing a piece on why it is that people don't vote. And I'm not talking about the uh, the liberty community and what their reasons are for some of them for not voting, which many of which I disagree with, uh, but uh, just talking about the general folks out there, why, why it is they're not voting. And a bunch of them don't like their choices. Like one of the number one reasons for, uh, I think the number one reason for not voting uh, amongst Americans is they don't like their choices. I can sort of understand why maybe a libertarian who did not live in New Hampshire would be disillusioned with voting because like here in New Hampshire, I mean, there's a lot going on with local elections in like all over the state. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, as a libertarian in New Hampshire, this is the best state to be in as far as voting is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So I get why maybe somebody in New York state 
doesn't see the point to voting. I totally agree. I totally mean, if, agree. If you really thought your choices were between a status warmonger who's supported by Goldman Sachs or a status warmonger who's supported by Goldman Sachs, you would stay I home. I can see how you would not care. Right. Let's go back to Derek uh, in New York. You're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, go um, ahead. Yeah, to me, it's just a big game. And so it, why, why keep playing a game that's rigged that you can never win? Because you, you're right. You can't win if you're in New York. I mean, it is the Empire State. It's probably one of the worst places to live. Uh, but in New Hampshire, you can actually win. And people are winning yeah, but, in New Hampshire. We've got uh, a dozen that, uh, free state right, project it's, participants it's, that are elected here. If that only works in one state, then we're not a united state. I don't really care about that. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I think the whole system needs to go. Right on, man. I appreciate your call you know? tonight, Derek. Thanks for making it. 855 totally the irony of the, the stupid New York Lotto slogan, which is, you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. <laughs> which is, it's just sort of like, you know, well, you also can't win if you're an idiot who failed math. You know, like, lottery mm. is not a good way. And it's, it's just funny yeah. that that's, that's the logo that the state uses to steal people's money through, you know. It's a terrible idea to, pay, to play the lotto. <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, they do, uh, that is essentially what the lotto does is it feeds off of ignorance and it yeah. feeds off of uh, people. It's essentially a, a poor tax, a voluntary right. poor tax. And, and I wouldn't doubt also if it's, you know, it's a, it, it, with that, particularly because of that slogan, you can't win if you don't play. It, it also does feed back into that whole um, mentality of, oh, you got to vote because, you know, your team's got to win team sports. Well, and, yeah, there oh, is that, that team yeah. factor, oh. which is also really a turnoff. Let's continue, though. We've got uh, Mike listening in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mike. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Good. You're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, I just wanted to give you a little perspective on, in my opinion, why a lot of lower-income people, keep in mind I'm from Mississippi, so it's a lot of lower-income people here, mm-hmm. uh, why lower-income people don't vote. Go for it. And uh, <laughs> really, man, if you're a lower-income person, it don't matter who you vote for. It ain't like, man, they go give us $20,000, whoever wins the election. Because, I mean, whoever wins, is, we, it ain't like we go miraculously get some money or a little, you know, or, or live better in the next four years. Yeah, I mean, they're going to screw you. I mean, you're going to get screwed whoever wins. or yeah. It doesn't matter. And that's the way it's always you been. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Chris Rock joke about uh, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey. Both of them are billionaires. But if, if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah Winfrey's money, he'd probably jump off the off a cliff. You know, it just kind of reminds me of that because I think rich people, I mean, they're so scared of losing what they have, and they run to the polls and go vote. I mean, poor people really don't care. Thanks for sharing that tonight, uh, Mike. I appreciate your call. You know, I have a I have a, a quick question. Sure. I've been listening to you for a couple of years now. All right. Um. I know, I, and I, like I said, I've been listening to you for a while. I know, is it any government that you like at all? Uh, anything that's uh, peaceful and uh, consensual. So if uh, if people want to set up their own government and uh, and have folks consent to be a part of it, then that's fine with me. As long as you can agree in advance with other consenting humans about what the rules are, then that totally makes sense. And it's okay to you know bring people to justice. So for the people that don't, just don't want to agree to anything and they just want to go and hurt people or burn things and destroy things, well, it totally makes sense to bring those people to justice and you know have them 
pay restitution to their victims or whatever it is the appropriate punishment seems to be. But as far as organization of government is concerned, I would think uh, for me to accept it, it would have to be consensual. For me personally, I feel that it's something that should really be decided in communities instead of, you know, like the federal government. I mean, why in New Hampshire do I care about what's going on in Washington, D.C., and why do they care about what's going on over here? Um, They don't. So for me, I I think it should be more community-based. And if I didn't like the rules of my specific community, there would be lots of other options for me, and eventually people would would, uh, sort of fall into communities where they liked those kind of rules. You know, so it's if I don't I don't like government for myself in in that the way that we know government. But if other people want to choose that for themselves, I don't care. Go for it. Uh, Ian, if, if, you were, if you were in a situation, a violent situation of somebody aggressed against you, the first people you would call is the police, though, right? Uh, no, I've had violence perpetrated against me and I have not called the police. I mean, if something, see, if somebody, if you were in a situation to where somebody actually had a weapon, or if you really felt like you didn't have nothing else or no nowhere else to go, you would call the nine one one, right? Mm, I, you know, I it's hard for me to say that because I know I've been in situations like that, and I have not called nine one one because I don't believe that calling nine one one makes things better typically. Uh, so I have not. And that doesn't mean I wouldn't if I were in what I considered the right situation for that, simply because they're the only provider of protection services that uh, are accessible to most people. They have pretty much had a monopoly on saving people. Right, right. I don't have any other choice. So, and and I can't afford, you know, I'm not interested in buying uh, 24-hour private protection services. Um, So, you know, for the average person, 911 is the only protection service available. It it is really lacking. They have no obligation to protect you. And in many cases, when you call them, they'll show up and shoot the wrong person. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I really am disinclined to use their services. You know, I have one more coming. I don't know if I have time. Sure. One more. Go ahead. Um, like I said, I'm from Mississippi. It's a lot of people, um, especially in, I don't, I don't know if you can tell, but um, I am a minority. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of minorities, especially in my area, who, you know, really never wanted to vote previously. I mean, it's so racist in Mississippi. <laughs> Republicans don't realize that they they pushing us to vote with all the craziness that they talk about Barack Obama, even though they don't necessarily uh, agree with what Barack Obama is doing or or anything, or necessarily, or I don't really, I really don't like Democrats or Republicans. But it's just like the comment that uh, that I heard earlier about uh, kind of rooting for your team. Man, a lot of Republicans, a lot of racist people, especially in Mississippi, don't realize that they're pushing a lot of black people to go vote for Barack Obama. I just, I just wanted to make that comment. I know just to keep right. what they perceive of as a racist party out. I'm sorry, you're saying they're voting for Barack Obama just to to keep what they perceive of as a racist party out of power. No, uh-uh. just because they're mad at all the racist comments that they make about he's not a leader, he's weak. A lot of black people say, man, he may think that about me. I'm voting for Barack Obama just in spite. Thanks for the insight, Mike. I do appreciate your thoughts and feel free to call no anytime. Problem. Appreciate it, man. Yep. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And let's continue. We've got uh, Robert in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Robert. Hey, how are you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Robert? Hey, I don't. I I've never voted. Never. Wow, and, that's pretty uh, no, unusual. And 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 I don't think that I ever will because I 
I, for one thing, I don't believe them. You know, I, 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 what I do believe is that there, there are laws that are out there, and I think we should, we need rules and stuff like that. But I believe the people that enforce those laws and rules, you know, are, are the ones that just make it uncomfortable for us. Stand by, Robert. We're going to bring you back here in a moment to uh, continue talking about never voting. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want here. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, where we've got a lot of features. We give them away to you. In fact, the mobile site is one of those features. You can go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. You'll get quick access to our live streams. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of our streams. So if you're in an area in which you don't have the greatest internet connection but it's still there, maybe you need to use our midband or our narrowband streams. Maybe they would fit your bandwidth better. Uh, that's why we have choices for you. And they're all free. Go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. We'll continue here. Robert is listening in Vermont. Oh, and want to remind you, if you're looking for camping, hunting, or survival, or shooting gear, ManVentureOutpost.com carries name brands that you want at the lowest prices, including ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, and boating equipment. It's a lot of stuff. ManVentureOutpost.com. Not only are they great prices, but they also are family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Go see their low prices and great selection for yourself. Get it quick and get it from manventureoutpost.com. Robert's back in Vermont. He says he's never, uh, Robert, you said that, uh, that you've never voted. No. And, uh, and you just feel like it's just not going to make a difference, right? It's not that it's not going to make a difference. I, as I stated before, like we need to have rules and laws and regulations and stuff like that, but it's the people that enforce these rules and laws and regulations that are, you know, are the ones I can't trust them. You know, I mean, it's just a lot of the laws that they pass and stuff like that. They'll come back and they'll do a spinoff on it, or they'll get a bite out of the same apple, you know, to create another law to manipulate this and manipulate that. I think honestly, we ought to be independent. The states ought to be independent of themselves. So get rid of the federal government then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm with you on that one for sure. And I understand the frustration with uh, with voting, but don't you feel like at least it makes a difference on a local level? I mean, there in Vermont, the town elections, there can't be that many people participating. I'm thinking that if it, if it was a local, you know, uh, you know, some, I would give it some consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, if there was somebody that I knew in town personally, yeah. And you know, do their character personally, then yeah, that would that makes a big difference. But to you've me, never actually known anyone uh, that that well enough to vote to feel comfortable voting for them. Well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, I'm almost fifty years old, 
And I don't know a whole lot about politics, but I'm learning, okay? But it seems to me that every four years that goes by, our own federal government is just squeezing us and squeezing us and squeezing us, you know, until there's nothing left to give. You know, and so why would I want to vote for somebody that's going to squeeze me? I heard you, man. I'm with you on that point. Thank you, Robert, for the call tonight. I certainly appreciate it. At 855-450-FREE. Let's continue. We've got Sam in Texas. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Is this Sam I am? It is. Hey, how you hey, doing, Sam? Ian? Good, man. You're on with Julia and Johnson. Yeah. Hey, guys. Johnson, I'm glad you're on. You're always a skeptic of some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about tonight. Sure. Um, it, Ian, I think one of the strengths of being a caller-driven show is that you get a lot of diverse perspectives, but on the other hand... Uh, you know, the fact that you don't have a lot of regular guests on or subject matter experts, um, some of the more complex topics with a lot of pieces tend to be lost on the audience. Or... I'll have you know, we had an expert guest on uh, Saturday night. Vermin Supreme was with us oh, for 45 was, minutes. He was quite good. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I want to do is present some ideas and some critical thinking exercises uh, and give you guys, give your audience some new areas to explore that I think will give them a new perspective on the world. Okay. And I want to start tonight by kind of laying a foundation and talking about the solar system. Now, we're taught in school that uh, the sun is at the center and all of the planets are out on this perfectly flat plane and they orbit around the sun just like that. But Nassam Harriman, who is really the modern-day Einstein of, that's coming up with a unified field theory and a number of other really interesting ideas, he equates that to teaching kids that the Earth is flat. Because what happens is the solar system within the galaxy is spinning around, and it's, so the sun is actually acting more like a comet traveling through space. And mm-hmm. there is a, a Nobel Prize winner named Dr. Bott, who has come up with this theory that kind of explains a a different model of how the solar system is likely operating. And what he comes up with is really that the sun is acting more like a comet with a coma tail, and the planets are inside of that coma. And what, if you were watching it from the side, what you would see is the sun go, you know, whizzing by, and then shortly... Behind that, you would see, you know, Venus making a, a small, tight corkscrew, and there are, uh, then you'd see, you know, Earth making a slightly larger one. And by the time you get out to Saturn, you'd have quite a large corkscrew, but that they're kind of forming this cone behind the sun. Does that make sense? I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard without, you know, graphics to uh, to go along to really explain where you're coming from. But but I mean, I am understanding what you're saying about, you know, from a larger perspective, the solar system itself is moving through space is what you're saying. I mean, it sounds well, like that's a theory that's kind of refuting the expansion of space itself, though. Not you know, exactly. Having it have yeah, a yeah. tail. What it's simply saying is that if you look at the at where our solar system is in the Milky Way galaxy, it's on one of the outside spiral arms, and those spiral arms are rotating. So if you were sitting outside the, wa- the galaxy watching our solar system go by, you would see the corkscrewing and the cone of the planets behind the sun. And what it suggests is that the sun maybe uh, is creating sort of a cavitation bubble or a vacuum, which our solar system exists within, 
And the evidence that kind of supports this uh, is the Voyager satellite. That was launched in the, uh, I believe, in the 70s, and it still hasn't left the solar system. And, in fact, it's slowing down. It's like there's some barrier that it's reaching at the edge of the, uh, the area of space that it's, as it, you know, as it's getting outside of the solar system. And they're also, they're quite worried, if the sun is this comet traveling through space, maybe space has areas of denser medium that the sun goes through, and what that would do is tend to increase the pressure on the sun, condense the coma, and cause changes within the solar system. And we've seen, uh, there was a story about new massive storms on Saturn, and several of the other planets have been changing pretty dramatically over the last decade, and this may be part of the root cause of that. And so what it kind of suggests is that uh, scientists are, are somewhat worried about solar cycle 24 because it's been it's had an unusually long, quiet period, and it's also been unusually quiet. And what they're worried about is that when it does kick back off, it could be quite the show and cause some interference with life down here on the planet. So where are you going with all this? Are you just trying to scare people or what? I want to hear where you're going to go. Where you're, uh... I'm getting a credit card. <laughs> what? You're getting a credit card? Because if the world's going to end, it's time oh, to I spend. <laughs> all right, hang on, Sam. We'll bring you back here. 855-450-FREE. Because he said he wanted to lay a groundwork. So what's next? The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And Julia. And Johnson. Uh, by the way, Julia's here courtesy of Puke in the Gang. Go to pukeinthegang.com to... Courtesy of. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they let me leave. They let you come <laughs> they here. They her out. Uh, so Puke in the Gang is a show that she appears on on a weekly basis, and you can uh, get more of that at pukeandthegang.com. Uh, Johnson, I don't know what you're here courtesy of. You're welcome to plug something. I didn't ask you in <laughs> advance. Who let you out tonight? I, uh, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, don't you have some sort of website that people can hire you to do something? Uh, or are you no, too busy for I that? I don't. No? I'm too busy too right busy. now for that. That's the problem with good designers is you're all too busy. Yeah. Soon soon enough. Once I, I mean, right now it's because I just moved. So like yeah. I don't, you know, I will have free time in the near future. It's just I'm using all my free time right you now You just to moved to New Hampshire. Clean, yeah, you literally just, are still getting the boxes unpacked yeah, so it's, it's good to finally have you up here in fact i'm gonna sam i'm gonna ask sam to to wait briefly uh mark has called in he is on his last 15 percent on his cell phone and he wanted to give us an update from the third party the final debate happening as we speak at freeandequal.org and also on rt english uh from what i understand across the globe mark you're on the air yeah, I'm um, here at the RT studios, and uh, you know, I've been sitting in the green room watching the, the debate and kind of peeking in on the studio. They've got uh, Tom Hartman in there moderating, which doesn't seem to amount to much, um, asking a question here and there. And, uh, you know, I've uh, heard a libertarian um, 
advocate taxes, and I've heard a Green Party suggest that we can somehow um, hand out uh, free college, free health care, and, I don't know, free bunnies. And um, if, we, if we just bring the troops home, we can pay for it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, folks can watch it over at freeandequal.org. So, uh, you know, what's it like there at the RT studios? Obviously, uh, they are kind of, we've been talking about RT over the last few years on Free Talk Live as a real, uh, you know, source for news that it seems to be pretty objective about the uh, the U.S. government. And uh, what do you think? What's it like being there? And uh, everybody here has been uh, nothing but professional. I'm actually going to be on RT later this week. Uh, on a- really? Would you call the RT objective? I think they're pretty anti the U.S. government. I mean, it seems objective because it, most of what they have to say, it's not like they have to reach. But, I mean, I wouldn't use the word objective. <laughs> 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 well, they do good reporting, as far as I'm concerned. They're yeah, not they're not biased towards the state. How about right. that? Sure, I absolutely agree uh, with both of those statements. And I, I'm actually going to be sure on RT always- on Thursday at some point. They're doing a, a cop block feature, and so I, I get to be interviewed on RT, which I'm excited about. And hopefully, you'll get uh, to make some connections there as well, Mark. Maybe uh, maybe they'll steal you away, and you can have your own TV show. Um, yeah, they better pay well. I, I'm not going to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right man anything else you want to share about the experience um you know i'm i'll, I'll have more i'm gonna i'm getting some interviews and and you know the the schmoozing goes on later so right we sent you down there actually with uh with a a new recording device listeners by the way were uh raving about your interview that you did with your son jack who is four years old and it was a uh, an interview about politics and Jack and the solar system actually, which kind of ties into what we're talking about with Sam here. We'll get back to that here in a moment. Uh, but uh, so you've actually got a recording device there. You're doing some kind of Edgington Post on the scenes. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's what's going on. I mean, you know, doing a little recording here and there where I can. Okay. Trying to get people's reactions. Cool. Well, we'll put that. Cool. I'm sure we'll be putting that out uh, when you get back to town. We'll see you uh, tomorrow night. Thanks for your time. That's Mark from the RT Studios down at the Third Party Debates. Uh, as we can continue here, Sam is back with us listening in Texas. Apologize about that, Sam. Uh, he was uh, hey, supposed to. I don't know to... about you, Ian, but I'm holding out for the free pony offered by Vermin. Vermin's yeah. way better than free bunnies. <laughs> way better than free bunnies. Uh, so now, okay, so just to recap, uh, you were talking talking about the solar system. You're saying that from a larger perspective, you look at like the galaxy, that the whole solar system is moving in a in like a ring, um, and then you uh, and then you in were talking the spiral arms, correct? Yeah, and so to kind of give people perspective on that, and you were you said you were laying the groundwork. So where were you going? Yeah, so what I would suggest is that people, if you if it, this is something that interests you, look up uh, Doctor Bot. And his theory B A H T B H A T B H A T Indian guy. And uh, there's some videos on YouTube. They're okay. Uh, Nassim Harriman N A S S A M H E R I M A N. Uh, he's got some great videos and uh, presentations on unified field theory. But he also talks about the solar system and this model. And it, it's just a different way of thinking about. Uh, kind of our place in the universe, what what kind of things may be happening, and it, you know what if you could look ahead and see that the sun is about to travel into a, a some kind of denser cloud that's just ahead in space, knowing that it's acting like a comet and barreling through space. So if you see that, you might ask the question: Well, 
what changes might be in store for us. And it's certainly important to have perspective, right? I mean, to, uh, to to change, to shift from the perspective of, well, everything's centered around us to, oh, this is just this little bit of the uh, the galaxy. Is I think that's it's important to have perspective. But Johnson, uh, you know, you've kind of been absorbing all this, and uh, Sam said he was glad you were here as, as a skeptic. Sure. My, my, skeptic, my skepticism on this is that it sounds like, you know, as it's phrased, the sun is moving through space as though – I don't necessarily agree that, and it may be possible. So I'm willing to kind of uh, concede that maybe the sun could move through denser and, and you know areas of space, and maybe there's okay. uh, things ahead of us, and that things could be moving at different paces. Because that's really what it suggests is that if the sun is going to move through a cloud, that the cloud of of dust or particulates or whatever would have to be or moving at a slower charged. pace than the sun, which or, is. Or, which or is, maybe it's higher charged particles that would somehow energize the sun that may make for a very active uh, solar cycle. Sure, but I think, I mean, what what a lot of theories that I've seen so far suggest is that it's space itself and our entire universe that's expanding universally at sort of the same pace. Um, right. And, and, and not that it's, you know, yes, the sun is moving, and yes, the sun is moving at phenomenal speeds outwards from the center of the universe, um, but not that there are areas in front of the sun that are moving at a slower pace. Although I, I could totally agree that that could absolutely be possible. I mean, why, why not? So, Johnson, what I recommend you look at is Nassim Harriman's uh, presentation that's on YouTube. He he talks about that model of the universe is expanding outward, and he draws a guy blowing into it, and he says, okay, who's this guy? And his point is really, well, if the universe is expanding, where is it contracting from? And he points out, you know, our the atoms are all spinning very quickly. Well, where do they get the energy to spin? You know, you're not swiping your credit card every, you know, 15 minutes to keep the atoms in your body spinning so that you don't, like, dematerialize and fall apart. Well, so we're, he points out that we're really swimming in this abundant sea of energy, and this is a topic for another night, but... I think that would. Well, I think that uh, quantum theory is kind of pointing that out, right? Like the quantum field or whatever. Yeah, and I'm kind of. Essentially, that's what he's doing is coming up with a unified field theory. And I'll call and just cover that topic another night. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate the call. Thought provoking. I appreciate hearing from you as always. I'm kind of a proponent of of M theory. You know, there's where there's these membranes that are. Invisible. Our universe is not. Well, it's like, yeah, it's on another dimension. So invisible, yes, because it's not visible to us for sure. But. um, that it's the you know the intersection of two membranes is what caused the big bang and it, it's really our universe isn't the first universe but there are infinite universes right and I'm, I kind of lean infinite infinities that. yeah exactly <laughs> like I don't you know it, it's so much it's like it's so you've crazy. seen the the ten dimensions right imagining the tenth dimensions yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. a good one and YouTube, that's just highly recommend the, that. the very tippy start oh of, yeah you know, oh yeah I like, showed my boss that video. The, like t- the imagining the yeah. tenth dimension video. Yeah, he didn't. He stopped at like four. He didn't. He was too much for him. Too brain exploding. <laughs> no, I mean we laughed about it. Yeah. Talked about it for a while, but yeah, he didn't. That, like it, it takes two. Wa- it takes at least two watches to really kind of even begin to to get a grip. I don't on know it, when you I start, think. you know, having to perceive mathematical shapes like hypercubes and hyperspheres. It's just like <sighs> this doesn't make any <laughs> sense anymore. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's more coming up. Uh, Your calls, primary element here in the remaining moments at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here at 855-453. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for you and your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We invite you over to enjoy the features on the site. And if you enjoy this program, then you might want to learn how to promote the show. One of the things you can do that's easy is share your favorite episodes or interviews. For instance, Vermin Supreme. We had him on on Saturday night. That dude's pretty popular, so uh, if you share him around your friends list, it might be a good way for people to get tuned into Free Talk Live. Uh, So you can just pick whatever episode you want to over on our SoundCloud page. If you go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com, just click the share button on the episode of your preference, and it'll give you several options for Twitter and Facebook and WordPress and a bunch of other ones that I don't know what they are, but you might. So go to uh, soundcloud.freetalklive.com, or if you're already over at freetalklive.com, look on the left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share for our SoundCloud link. That's one of the easiest ways to share the the show and spread the ideas of freedom. But there's some other ones over at promote.freetalklive.com, like you can get a free bumper sticker, download high-resolution graphics, the font that we use. All that stuff is there. Lots of tools for you to create your own Free Talk Live-related stuff. See, I would think that if if Vermin was more uh, commercially minded, that he would have his own website where he could sell those boot hats. Great idea. (laughs) Yeah, if he were more commercially minded... branded Vermin Supreme... If he were more commercially minded, he'd probably have a website that looked like it was designed in the last decade. Uh, the guy's <laughs> Maybe great. Maybe not. Though. You know, there's still some commercial viability to uh, having a website that looks like it was designed in, you know. Is there? The 90s. Yeah, sure. Time Cube's great. <laughs> commercially mean, viable. Uh, you know, I don't know. I have a feeling Gene Ray from TimeCube.com is not selling anything. <laughs> if he wrote a book. <laughs> uh, that's true. If he wrote a book, it would be uh, hard I, to edit. I think also... <laughs> I think he would also make a great vice presidential candidate for Vermin Supreme. Maybe somebody should, uh, you know, print out timecube.com at some point because Gene could, I mean, at some point he's going to pass away. I mean, he's in his 80s. He only lasts so long as a man in uh, in the United States and in the 80s is beyond the average uh, lifespan. So. Uh, maybe somebody should consider doing a copy and paste on TimeCube and then putting it into book form to commemorate Gene's uh, death. Hasn't someone in his family like started taking up the man- mantle and like there's now like a time another TimeCube kind of website that's been picking up recently? I don't know. I have not heard about that. Oh, I'll have to get more information. Gene did to not you. tell me about that when we had him on the show. Oh, so. I'll have to get you more information. Let's go to the phone. So Isaac is on the line, listening in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live, Isaac. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm also a person who's never voted as well. Okay. Um, I guess if you were uh, defending yourself, like a self-defense vote, that might be okay. Like, you know, some specific law was going to affect you. But, you know, I call myself a voluntarist or a anarcho-capitalist, and I think voting is probably the most status thing you could do because you're giving... Uh, legitimacy to an involuntary system and i can't do that can't i can't 
I can't vote. I, you know, you can do whatever makes you feel good. I mean, if voting feels icky and you can't bring yourself to do it, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm not going to say you have to vote or anything like that. But to claim that voting gives the system legitimacy is not backed by any evidence whatsoever. But um, it's just how you feel. And your feelings aren't invalid. It's just that there's no evidence to back up that statement in reality. You, you want to give the government legitimacy, you believe in the government. People's, it's the collective oh, yeah. belief in the state that gives government legitimacy, not whether or not people vote. I think the best argument against that is that if nobody came out and voted, they would still stay in power. It's not like nobody would show up the next day, right? Right. Well, we've seen it happen where small towns will have 0% turnout. Even the bureaucrats themselves won't co- – even the candidates didn't come out and vote for the, for themselves. Like there have been evidence – you know, there have been incidents of this happening. And the government keeps doing its thing. They keep coming to work and they keep taxing people and keep paying taxes. So really the, the whole non-voting meme in the liberty community is just a way for people to feel like they're doing something by doing nothing. And in reality, uh, not voting is doing nothing and it's fine you can do other things for liberty i don't i'm not saying you have to vote but don't pretend like you're going to bring the state down by not voting that you're going to destroy the legitimacy of the state not it's not going to happen yeah it's not going to happen um but you also would agree that there's much better ways to uh change or try to get rid of the state than voting um, I think that uh, there are some neat civil disobedience ideas out there that could have a change uh, to a factor, but there's not enough people willing to engage in them because people aren't willing to take risks. So I think that, unfortunately, working within the system is the best way to achieve that change. I wish that weren't true, but I, it is. I think that in New Hampshire, the the political uh, scene has shown the most results. It's proven. There's that 26-page document that came out recently that I blogged about over at Free com, which was all about political successes. These people that are upset in New Hampshire at the Free State Project are upset now because of the political success. It used to be all they could complain about was the civil disobedience because it takes longer for politics to stick. You know, it takes longer for those successes to come and to, you know, to manifest themselves, whereas civilly disobedient, you know, activism, you just go out and do it and make headlines. Uh, so it, the, the coverage has shifted from the opposition to being anti-civil disobedience to being just anti-free state project because of the political wins. So, yeah, politics is a waste of time and effort pretty much everywhere except for New Hampshire. Because, and the reason why it works here is because we have a concentration of activism. But as far as achieving liberty through other means... I don't know, man. What are you suggesting? What can people do besides, you know, get together in one place and work to change things? Oh, you've definitely got the best idea. There's no doubt about that. Um, what What would be your um, your goal? What's your ultimate goal in the end? Like, you, you want the state? You want no state? I mean, are you an anarchist like, like me? I, I don't, I'm not an anarchist. I think that suggests that one would not want to have rules, and I think rules are completely no, you, appropriate. On, yeah, that, that word's loaded. Are you are you a voluntarist? I'm a I'm a voluntarist, absolutely. I always yeah, thought I mean, that the, the term anarcho-capitalist really, especially if you call yourself a voluntarist, I really think that we need to adopt like voluntaro capitalist or something. Yeah, like I don't want the word capitalist associated with my with me at all. Yeah. I think that the term capitalism oh, is see, I am, I, as negative yeah. as anarchist. People I, don't understand what it means, and I don't necessarily I, know if capitalism's you know. 
first of all, people don't have an agreement as to what it even means in the first place. Sure. And I, so therefore, I'm not really even sure what it means. If it's just a, you know, if it's just somebody investing money and making money with it, then that's one thing. I don't know. I'm willing to go to bat for the word capitalism, whereas I'm not really for anarchism. Because okay. I, I, capitalism, I think, is a system that's where you're for something. like I'm not for a system. I, I'm, so, I'm for everybody doing their own thing and seeing what washes well, out. voluntarism is a system. I mean, it's yeah, everybody doing their own thing. That is a system. Because it doesn't, it doesn't voluntary, voluntarism is the best because it doesn't really have We're losing you, Isaac, but I do appreciate your call tonight. Uh, so thoughts on this idea of, you know, voting, not voting is going to take down the system. Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to say, you know, during that was that, you know, one of the things I like to be able to say is that I, so far in every election that I've ever voted in, and I voted in every single one since I've been capable of voting, yep. um, is that I've never voted for a candidate and had a candidate win, even including all the oh, local really? elections every single time. And I vote, and I typically vote for almost every race, hmm. and not one, not nobody has ever won that I voted for. So Ian, maybe maybe break, I'll be your first. Maybe you'll break the streak tomorrow, but uh, <laughs> I kind of doubt it. I think that I'm in the same <laughs> boat as you, with the exception of before I was a libertarian. My very first election, I voted for John Kerry because I <laughs> didn't like George Bush, and I was young. And but didn't, he didn't win either. Now, no, he didn't. Win, you're right. Yeah. So no, I can't remember. I mean, I voted yeah. enough times in enough elections. I certainly didn't keep track. If you're only talking about the big ones, yeah, then yeah. yeah. Uh, let's continue. Angie, listening in Arkansas, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, my question is totally changed uh, because apparently, uh, with y'all's uh, discussion you previously had. I'm going to have to vote anti-climb Mexico. Um, I I just don't know what else to say. I don't know what that means. uh, That's just because I used to live in Mexico, and I did come back to the United States, and now I have an issue with a state of misery. But, uh, gosh... You know, I was. Are these puns? Pardon me. (laughs) Are you just like throwing out puns? No, no. This is for true. Um, I made the call to uh, talk about how the state of misery uh, has absolutely no concept of the Constitution. Misery or Missouri? I think she means Missouri. You mean Missouri, but you're mispronouncing it in a punny sort of way. You know, I am fascinated by what you're talking about, Angie, but unfortunately we are short on time for tonight. So if you'd like, you're welcome to call in tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at night Eastern Time. We can take you right out the gate and give you more time to explain what it is you're saying, because I'm honestly confused. Um, And I would like to know more. obviously have a dissertation prepared. Okay, very good. Look forward to it. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Aliens, I like them. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. 
Eric J.'s Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.